Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. This is the Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. And here we go. Straight up 6 o'clock by my watch means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. First time we've done this in a minute, guys. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. We'll be on more and more as we get towards the end of the football season. I'm Jason Martin, your host on Twitter at jmartzone. Our telephone number, should you wish to join the program tonight, is 615-737-1045. I tell you, I don't want to waste your time. Way too many shows across the media landscape. In fact, way too many print articles waste your time. I don't want to waste your time. We'll talk Titans Jets tonight. I want to ask you at some point if you want to join the program at 615-737-1045 or to tweet me at jmartzone. If you're disappointed in the Titans right now, if you expect it better, what has you the most disappointed as we go into this certainly do-or-die game against the Jets? But I want to talk about something else tonight. And I'm not seeing it, and I'm not hearing it across radio like I thought I would today. And I'm seeing some weird takes about it online. And I know it's a fluid story, and I am you know, still trying to piece all of it together. But this Kareem Hunt situation that broke today, and certainly there's Hugh Freeze and Tennessee stuff that maybe we'll get to. There's conference championship games. There's all sorts of things. But Kareem Hunt plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kareem Hunt. Maybe the cog along with Travis Kelsey that really makes that offense go. With all due respect to Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and you know all of the other studs that are on that team, Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey might be the two real weapons that kind of enable all of the other things to happen. Kareem Hunt's a stud. He's probably on somebody's fantasy team in your league that's probably dominating unless they had a really bad draft outside of him. Kareem Hunt had a great rookie season. He's been superb this year. And Kareem Hunt plays for an organization that is absolutely one of the four teams you look at and say, they could win the Super Bowl this year. Not just a contender, maybe the favorite in the AFC. It's sort of wide open, and you look at the Chiefs' defense and say, you know, Mahomes is going to have to score 45 against some of these teams in order to get this done, but they could still get this done. And maybe Eric Berry's able to come back and, and they're even a little bit better on defense. But they're able to score all these points and Kareem Hunt's one of the major reasons for this. Well, according to the Denver Post, just about five minutes ago, I saw this story. It's interesting coming from them, but I imagine it'll be picked up elsewhere. By the end of the night, the expectation is Kareem Hunt is going to be placed on the commissioner's exempt list. Meaning, he was sent home from practice today early. He's not going to be able to practice or play until he's taken off that list. If you've heard about the exempt list already this week, the reason you've heard about it is because of the Reuben Foster story. 
and the Redskins picking him up, not doing due diligence, not calling the police to find out what happened. The one team that did call the police to find out what happened was the Philadelphia Eagles, and then they chose after making that inquiry not to put in a claim for Reuben Foster, but the Washington football team did. So we've heard about the exempt list already this week. Now, this is not done, and it's not confirmed, but that's the expectation. Well, why is that? Because there are probably many of you that have not been on social media, and you haven't heard a whole lot about this story today on radio, but to me, this is the biggest story in sports right now. Back in February in a Cleveland hotel, Kareem Hunt struck a woman. He kicked her. He bull rushed her. He shoved her multiple times outside of a hotel in Cleveland, Ohio, several months back. The team knew about this. Kareem hasn't missed a single game this season. It happened months before this season kicked off. Chief CEO Clark Hunt said in August that he doubted Hunt would be suspended for this. Now, what has been revealed today is a TMZ video, which that's the same thing that happened to Ray Rice. We heard about the story and then the video came out and everything just sort of changed at that point. This video is horrifying. Is it the same level as Ray Rice? I don't know. I don't think that you need to rate violence against women videos one to the one to a thousand. Kareem Hunt doesn't knock her out and drag her around the way Ray Rice did, but he shoves her multiple times and kicks her at the end of the video. And the actual article is entitled NFL's Kareem Hunt brutalizes and kicks woman in hotel video. This happened on February the 10th of this year at the 9 Hotel at 3.22 a.m. You see in the video, Kareem Hunt's arguing with a 19-year-old woman. He turns a corner, he confronts her, he shoves her really hard. She strikes him back in the face, and he loses it. His friends try to hold him back. Keep in mind, Kareem Hunt's a pro bowler from last year in his rookie season. Led the league in rushing yards, and he explodes. He knocks one of his friends into her. They both go flying into a wall. Both his friend and her are dazed. They look like Alvin Kamara did last night after after, uh, Jalen Smith hit him. And then he makes his way over to her and kicks her while she's crouching on the ground, knocking her over. Police get called to the scene. There were police reports, but there were no charges filed. Remember, I told you CEO Clark Hunt came out and said he didn't think Kareem Hunt would be suspended. The Chiefs have said today they didn't know about this video until TMZ posted it. That it, that it completely caught them off guard. But they did know about the incident. And it actually was not the first incident that Kareem Hunt has been involved in as he got involved in some altercation at a restaurant or a bar or a club early in the summer where he allegedly struck a patron after getting into an argument. And there are stories about why this happened. Kareem's friends said that This woman went nuts when she was asked to leave when they found out she was 19 and underage. And then she started using racial slurs, including the big racial slur. And that that's kind of what led to it. And she says that she was kicked out because Kareem kicked her out because she did not want to engage in sexual conduct with one of the guys in Kareem's entourage. Needless to say, this is a very unseemly story. It's a very difficult story. But now the NFL is going to have to make a decision, and this affects a Super Bowl contending team in a big way. The AFC might have gotten wide open. 
I said right there when I came on for that tease at the end of 3HL that I had audio that you may not have heard yet. And I do, as a matter of fact. I've got two pieces of audio. First, let's hear just a piece. Now, I've heard the entire 911 call, but a lot of it is just, okay, where are you going to be? What was he wearing? I've cut some of that down. but And it's not like the most sizzling audio that you've ever heard. But just to contextualize this story, here is this woman's 911 call after this incident back in February. Okay, this is Cleveland Police, dispatcher Von Torchik. Where do you need the police? The 9 in Cleveland, downtown. The Metropolitan, the 9. And what's going on there? <laughs> I was assaulted. And I need help. Okay, and who assaulted you? Um, I think his first name is Kareem. How did you end up with him? You just met him here? Yes, I was meeting him. With my friends to go out tonight, and then, I mean, things went wrong. Do you need an ambulance? No. Any weapons involved? No. So that's sort of the key part, just so you can hear that there was a call placed. Now, in August, during training camp, Kareem Hunt, This see, this story was out there. What's funny about this, and I know that that's maybe not the right word to use to describe it, but... What's strange about this is I didn't even know that this happened until today. Right at the end of the midday 180, all of a sudden we see this video pop up on TMZ. And I say, this is a huge story. And I do believe it's a huge story. But this existed months ago because Kareem Hunt was asked about this incident and, well, here was what he had to say at training camp when reporters questioned him about it. Learn from it and I'm focused on football. How did you learn from it? What, what, what lessons were learned? And just, you know, being in the right place at the right time. I'm just going to keep thinking about football and go out there, you know, and do my job. What did Coach Reed say to you about some of the opportunities? Uh, just move forward and, you know, focus on football. Learn from it. Learn from it. I said this when the Urban Meyer story broke about him learning from it, about Zach's, or basically Urban saying that Zach Smith, you know, it's a young couple. And he's a really good football coach, so we're going to move forward. It's a young couple. You know, they've got Zach Smith's a young guy. He has to learn that you're not supposed to hit women. When I hear Kareem Hunt say, I need to learn from this, one part of that is I need to learn not to be in bad situations at 322 in the morning in the 9 Hotel in Cleveland or in any hotel in any city. I should probably be asleep at 322, but I should definitely be careful and cognizant of the things that I'm doing. But the bigger issue is, I saw guys that either I respected. The first guest that we ever had on the Big Six back when we debuted early in the summer was Jason McIntyre of the Big Lead and Fox Sports Radio. He's a nice guy, and he tweeted earlier today when people said, are you going to talk about this? That it's too early to talk about this, that the video's out there and the video looks bad, but we don't know the whole story. What story exactly do you need to know? The video is out there of Kareem Hunt putting his hands on a woman. To me, that's the end of the story. Unless she's brandishing a gun that's loaded in his face. Spoiler alert, she's not. Kareem Hunt pushes her and his, and his own friend into a wall, ends up kicking her while she's down, while she's kneeled. Shoves her multiple times. I don't know what part of the story that I'm missing that tells me that's unacceptable. And the bigger situation here to me is that the Kansas City Chiefs already had a questionable character guy on their team, another stud player, another guy that's on fantasy rosters 
100% of your leagues in Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill, based on most reporting, monstrously attacked his pregnant girlfriend, punched her in the stomach while she was pregnant, which ended up getting him knocked out of college. And, you know, he did what he had to do and he got into the NFL. So the Kansas City Chiefs already had one guy. And now they've got this Kareem Hunt story, which happened way back in February. No discipline. The NFL looks terrible because TMZ comes out with video that it seems improbable or almost impossible that they would not have had. And they just kind of sweep it under the rug like it's never going to come out. This is what TMZ does. This, to me, is absolutely insane. But the Kansas City Chiefs, they needed Tyreek Hill, and they needed Kareem Hunt. So I tweeted out earlier that this is going to be a fascinating case to watch because we saw what happened to Ray Rice. You can argue whether or not the Ray Rice video is far worse than this one or not. This video is bad enough. But Ray Rice was coming off a season where he had four touchdowns and 600 yards, and there were questions as to whether or not he was getting towards the end of his career in Baltimore. And he became so toxic that no one would pick him up, even after multiple apologies and all sorts of things like that. This is different. This is a second-year player who, in his rookie season, was a pro bowler, who's playing for a Super Bowl contender that has a real legitimate shot to take home the Lombardi Trophy this year. We're getting to the end of this season. Possibly he's on the exempt list by the end of today, meaning he gets paid, but he goes home and you don't see him in a Kansas City uniform until he's taken off that list, which you would imagine there's going to be an investigation which opens up a huge can of worms as it relates to whether or not the NFL needs to be policing these situations in the first place when charges aren't filed and all of this. But this video is horrible optics. This is a gigantic story that is getting no play right now because people are waiting for facts when there's a video out there. The video changes everything. But Kareem Hunt is one of the best players in the league. Joe Mixon, the video that came out at Oklahoma of him knocking that girl out at the restaurant. Bob Stoops, who I lost all respect for during that situation. You can go to Westbrook and many other things that he's done, but that one being the main one, valued Joe Mixon, the running back and the talent, way over what he needed to do as a leader at Oklahoma, which is why I thought he needed to be gone immediately. Didn't care for him at any point. Hope he never coaches again because he has not ever seemingly been contrite about that situation. Joe Mixon, a second round draft pick by the Bengals who knew and saw this video because we all saw it because Joe Mixon's got talent. Ray Rice's talent was diminishing. So it was easy in that case, this Kareem Hunt situation, much different. 615-737-1045. What is your reaction to this? Do you think I'm nuts for talking about this this much? To me, this is as big a story as we've seen in the NFL all season long. And it's a bad time for this, especially with one of the teams that's drawing ratings and drawing a lot of interest. We'll be right back. It's a big six, 1045. <laughs> Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. Follow me there at 615-737-1045. 
That's your lifeline into this program, 737-1045. I see we got four phone calls lit up. We'll take those here in just one second. Andrew Carter is a broadcaster out of Missouri, and he tweeted a few things that I do want to point out. The one thing I'll say about Kareem Hunt is don't use this to clump Tyreek Hill and bring up his old skeletons. Two different situations at different stages, both very bad, but Hill has, from all accounts, recovered, exceeded his second-chance expectations, and is marrying the woman. Kareem Hunt should know way better and do better than a college kid would. Anyway, it is all horrible. I feel bad that Hill's reputation is getting dragged back to 2013 because of Hunt now. And then he makes one point, which I did say that he was contrite and apologize. Hill had tremendous consequences for what he did. He got kicked out of school at Oklahoma State, had to deal with community service, had to go to therapy, did all sorts of things found his way into the NFL and has made the most of his second chance. I'll say made very much of that. So Hunt, as of this point, has not faced any consequences. That has certainly changed. I'm not saying that the Chiefs are some morally bankrupt operation either. I'm not saying that. Somebody has to give you a second chance for you to make the most of your second chance. And we're sitting here talking about Hugh Freeze potentially going to Tennessee a guy that some people would say he doesn't deserve a second chance. I would disagree with them. I think in most cases, people do deserve second chances. Domestic violence and violence against women is one where it's it's real difficult for me. It really is. But Tyreek Hill has done a lot since the huge mistake that he made when he was 19 years old. All right, let's take some phone calls. Rob in Hendersonville. We'll go to him first. Rob, what say you this evening? Yeah, hey, hi, Jason. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. Um, you know, the, what's very interesting about the situation, as much as I think the optics are terrible and you definitely should be putting your hands on a woman, is that this incident happened, obviously, in February. Um, the NFL was involved at that point. Chiefs had to deal with it. I think Hunt, you know, provided some level of insight to what occurred. Um, but was he transparent? No. If the video would have came out back then, it would have been the off season. You would have probably had to already been fully adjudicated in the eyes of the of the world, and more importantly, you know the backstory. When you hear this, even though there's no excuse, is that this woman was not even associated with her entourage. She was trying to she followed them home. Um, their his friend basically kind of uh, supported most of the stories about how this woman was basically trying to move into his environment or his scene, and they were trying to, um, I guess, do what they could in a drunken state to deal with it. Now, the optics are poor. It, it, timing is, is, is even worse, obviously. And I just find it really interesting that it comes on the heels of what happened in Washington this week with the, uh, mm. with the, the signing of the Ruben Bama player that was uh, released by the 49ers. You, so, know, I, I, you know, nothing. TMZ obviously has motivation, and the NFL has opportunities. Um, and you could have released this probably months ago. Um, to do it now is is very interesting. What do you think should happen to Kareem Hunt? I know you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I, in my eyes, they should definitely try to get to the bottom of this. If they haven't already done so, um, probably rest him, suspend him. I guess for a, a game, let let public opinion kind of weigh in and 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 see where it stands um, within a week or so. And uh, you know, second chances. Is, is what you know, everybody kind of relies on, uh, very, being very fair uh, uh, to all parties. But 
Um, you know, the, the organizations itself cannot handle these types of investigations by themselves. You know, they're, they're just not equipped to it, and they, they're not objective enough to mm-hmm. deal with it on their own, right? So, um, you know, the NFL really has to have some kind of process and procedure to go in, insert themselves, deal with it, and flush it all out. Now, video sucks. Ray writes the video well after the fact, you know, crucified him and pretty much, you know, you know, made it, you know, destroyed his career right. even after they reinstated him. So, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of things could play out. It's, it's not good because of the fact that they're, they're on, you know, covers of magazines and they're dealing with, you know, being in, in you know, the lead item in most network coverages. So that's, that's not great. And I feel bad for Hill, like you said. Yeah, no, I appreciate your thoughts. That was, that was very good. And this is exactly what you don't want if you're the NFL. The NFL, the ratings numbers and the resurgence of this league this year has been huge. Rams, Chiefs, the numbers were just off the charts. Denver and Pittsburgh was one that was the highest rated Sunday game of the season in terms of CBS ratings. Last night's Thursday night football game, a 13-10 win for the Dallas Cowboys over the New Orleans Saints, was the highest rated Thursday night football game ever in the overnights. NFL has resurged in large part because it's been about what's happening on the field. A lot of the -the off-the-field stuff that has taken up many of the bylines and many of the newspapers and many of the minutes of radio and television just haven't been there. We've been talking about these offenses, whether it's Jared Goff or Pat Mahomes or Drew Brees or these coaches or these teams or all of the things that are happening on the field. And now you've got a Super Bowl contending team, not just a contending team, but I would say one of the favorites and one of their star players is caught up in exactly the kind of thing the NFL doesn't want because they have handled virtually every one of these situations poorly, whether you talk about Zeke Elliott, whether you go back and talk about Ray Rice, when you talk about how they adjudicate situations that have happened that are outside league confines, the way that they investigate, it has gone all wrong. This is the last thing that the NFL needed right now. Sean in Nashville next. Sean, what's up? Hey, uh, you know, my question is, why is it that Roger Goodell finds it more important to focus on a deflated football and a guy taking a political statement and being an activist about police brutality and unwarranted deaths of young minorities? He's going to go after those guys and crucify them. The same time that the Hardy guy got an eight-game suspension reduced to two games, he wouldn't do anything on Brady's, and Brady's was all alleged. They did not have anything firm to get Brady. But Goodell is judge, jury, executioner, and prosecutor. That's how it's set up. So Goodell is basically saying, you can go beat a woman all you want. I don't care who you are. You go beat her. We're not going to do a thing about it like we're going to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars that could go towards a charity or something else over a deflated football. I don't disagree, Sean, entirely with what you're saying. But let me try to answer your question real quickly. Then we'll get to the break. Chris, Matt, hang on the line. 615-737-1045. We will continue to take your phone calls on this. Hang with us. Uh, we've got to take a break. But I'll, you know what? I'll answer what you just said. I'll, I will address why the NFL handles certain situations one way and then handles something like Greg Hardy or something maybe like this Kareem Hunt situation the way that they have. It may not be the right answer in terms of what you want to hear, but it's the truth. 
That's what we do here. This is a big six. We don't waste your time. We'll be right back here on The Zone. Come. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Glad to have you with us. Here with you till the top of the hour. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. 615-737-1045. I'm going to get to Chris and Matt's calls here in just a second. But I want to answer the caller at the end of the last segment who said, how can you do, or how can you go crazy over the Colin Kaepernick thing if you're the NFL? How can you go crazy over Tom Brady and Deflategate and then allow things like this to go on? or allow Greg Hardy to be in the league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said I had an answer for you. It might not be an answer that satisfies you, but it's the truth, and it's this. Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, Michael Bennett, all of those folks, that happened on NFL company time in uniform as part of the product, before the kickoff, but part of the product, many times on camera. Tom Tom Brady, Deflategate, even going back years before that to Spygate with the Patriots. That calls into question the integrity of the game and the sport itself. That affects the business on the field. It could affect gambling lines. It affects a lot of people's money. It could affect jobs. But if you don't have integrity, if you don't believe that the game, that, that, that what you're watching is legitimate, that is a failing that is hard to come back from. These other instances, heinous, inexcusable, reprehensible as they are, happened off-site. And thus, the NFL looks at it, or should look at it, as this needs to be handled by law enforcement and whoever the officials are in that jurisdiction. Charges not being filed makes it even tougher on the NFL because they're simply just not equipped to handle independent investigations of criminal acts. We've seen them fail in this regard many, many times. The NFL should know how to police their own sport. That's the idea. Now, if you look at things like the catch rule or the helmet rule, maybe that's even questionable. But if it doesn't happen on the field or within the construct of the league itself, it becomes much more complicated. In this situation, no charge is filed. Now that the video is out, it becomes a major issue that can't be ignored. It can't be repressed. It can't even be shrugged off. Now, we don't know what the NFL knew and when they knew it. What we seem to know, and I saw Mike Kliss tweet this out earlier. He tweets out, not having video when media gets it is inexcusable. And he's right. It's just an awful look for the league at a time things are looking quite good for him. Because I don't know how they can allow Kareem Hunt to play, maybe for the remainder of the season. And even if the story is right, about this woman's relentless racial slurs, which are not acceptable in any way, at any time, in any circumstance, there's still no reason to put your hands on a woman. It's not okay. And even that doesn't make it so, even if that stomach-turning language that makes you weep for all of society. You've still got to find a way to be under control. And for Kareem Hunt to be in the NFL as an adult with Tyreek Hill on the team, knowing his example knowing what he's gone through to get a second chance. How drunk or how dumb do you have to be to put yourself in this kind of situation? The judgment here, or maybe I should say the lack of judgment here, is astounding. 615-737-1045. Chris in Portland, thanks for waiting through the break. How are you? 
Hey, Jason, pretty good, pretty good tonight, man. I enjoy your show. Thank you. All right, man. So I, I'm, I'm a Southerner. We, I think most of us that call in are, and my daddy always told me, you don't touch a woman, you don't put your, you walk away, walk away, no matter what's going on. And this is my point here, and I agree with what you just said. On the field stuff is completely and totally different than something that happens after hours, after the NFL games, the lights are off, whatever. The Cleveland Police Department probably are going to be having to answer some pretty tough questions sure. about this, too. But how do you not go to the hotel and knowing that they have cameras everywhere and ask for the video? But either way, um, I find it really ironic after watching the Bob Knight thing last night on mm-hmm. ESPN. You mm-hmm. can't draw the same conclusions because that was a man on a man or actually maybe an adult on a younger man. But the similarities here... Are, are the optics over the next few days are going to be on Kansas City? You would certainly hope that would step up and not do what the University of Indiana did. I was absolutely floored last night. I'm 52 years old. I thought I remembered all that, but uh, watching that 30 on 30 last night, it, it was uh, absolutely shocking. And then have this video right before I left work pop up on my computer. And I thought to myself, what? You can draw a lot of a lot of lines right between here and there. You know, it seems like to me, like you said, you would think the Chiefs would want to know a little bit more about it. But I understand competition, and, and they knew they had a good team. Certainly not saying that that's why they didn't dig in a little bit more. Uh, I'm sure you're probably more leaning toward you want to believe your player. But uh, as you said earlier, man. Hey, I, I wasn't allowed to, to, to hear that word or use that word in my house as sure. far as a racial slur. Absolutely. But no matter how angry you get, you don't touch a woman. I mean, I think we've all been there in our lives as a man uh, saying something to a lady or have something said to you. I don't care if you're hit, you're touched, you're pinched, you're kicked, you walk away. And if you got millions of dollars on the line, you damn sure walk away. Excuse my language no. there, but... Uh, I mean, man, it's just that, like I said, all I could think of when you were bringing this up was what I watched on TV last night and the optics that the University of Indiana had and, and, and not knowing about the video that was, that was out there, you know, until CNN let them know about it and they still tried to fight it. And so let's cross our fingers and hope society's come a long way from that incident as to where the Chiefs will step up and the NFL as much as anything will step up and let's, let's get this out of that sport, man. It's, I love football, but, um, like you said, man, they're finally getting people back. So there's going to be a lot of eyes, a lot of ladies watching this whose husbands love the NFL are going to get a lot of pressure if they drop this again, like they did in the past. So, uh, let's cross our fingers and hope that our society's come far enough where people just say, uh, no more, man, no more. Well said, Chris. Appreciate that. Matt in Kentucky, next here on the Big Six. Matt, how are you? I'm going good, man. How about yourself? Good. Uh, first point is, NFL needs to set a standard with, with Kareem Hunt and just say no more. We're not going to have no more of this. This problem will go away if they start banning people or getting rid of people for the for the most part. And then uh second thing is, are they going to hold Andy Reid and the Chiefs accountable like they did Urban Meyer? I mean... To me, if they knew about it since February, why wasn't anything brought up? Why ain't they held responsible also? Well, the CEO of the team commented in August and said, 
they knew about the incident. They, they didn't think that Kareem Hunt was going to be suspended when he was asked about it. They also said today, and reports were coming out, that the Chiefs found out about this video existing at the same time the rest of us did when TMZ posted it. And now they're immediately taking action. Now, you can roll your eyes and think maybe that's not the case, but that's sort of the, the implication. And the caller before mentioned the Bob Knight 30 for 30 that ran last night, which was very well done and was ESPN Plus earlier this year, and then they put it on television last night. I think the bigger deal is we have a Reuben Foster story happening right now in the NFL, a second domestic violence complaint against Reuben Foster. And the Washington football team picks him up. The Redskins pick him up. And they've been getting pilloried all week for it. Doug Williams having to apologize after being the guy that was put out there to make the statement on behalf of the team. And now Kareem Hunt. It's huge. There's really nothing else to say. Nick and Alicia, we're going to get your calls in the final segment of this show. we got to go ahead and get to our final break. I thought this might go an hour. I, I have not really understood why this has not been talked about more today. I know that there's other news. I know that there's a lot of football games going on. This affects the NFL. It affects the biggest thing going in American sports, pretty much in global sports outside of soccer in some countries. It's absolutely huge. So we're going to talk about it as long as we need to talk about it. We're definitely going to do it for one more segment. Alicia, Nick, hang on through the break. We'll get you next. It's a big six, 104.5 The Zone. Now, a scoreboard update from the Blue Cross Bowl in Cookville. Presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Coming up tonight at 7 o'clock under the lights, it's Brentwood Academy and Memphis University School. Division 2A title for 3A. That is at 7 o'clock tonight at Tucker Stadium. Just a little bit earlier, CPA beat BGA 41-21 in the Division 2A title game. It wasn't that close. Kane Patterson with a couple of touchdowns. For the victorious Lions. And earlier today, Davidson Academy beat Friendship Christian 39-27 to claim the Division II single-A title. It's the fourth championship for the Bears. Saving lives starts with you. If you're planning to drink, don't plan to drive. Booze it and lose it. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Thanks for being with us tonight here on the Big Six. Never a dull moment, unfortunately, sometimes, especially with stories like this. 615-737-1045 is how to join this program. I'm Jason Martin, your host at JMart Zone. Titans-Jets is Sunday. Coverage begins with the Lee Company countdown to kickoff at 1 o'clock right here on the Zone on Sunday afternoon. Kick is 3.05 at Nissan Stadium. I know that there are shows that would have spent this entire hour doing nothing but talking Titans-Jets. Let me make it real clear for you. If the Titans lose to the Jets, they're a sorry football team. It, the line started at 8.5. Some books now have it into double digits. The Jets are terrible. Whoever they play at quarterback, they're terrible. They don't have much offensively. Their defense is sort of spotty at best. Todd Bowles is not going to be back next year. If you lose to that football team, you're sorry. But I'm not going to sit here and spend an hour talking about that when the Kareem Hunt story comes out. When I honestly like if the Titans make the playoffs, they're not making the Super Bowl because they're going to go on the road and lose to the Patriots if they play them again, or they're going to go on the road and lose to the Steelers, or they're going to go on the road and lose to the Chiefs, or they're going to go on the road and lose to the Chargers, or they're going to go on the road and lose to Indianapolis or whoever it is that they have to play. They're going to go on the road and they're going to lose because they're not that good. They're an average football team that can score a surprise win. So maybe they can win a playoff game. Who really cares? It's not that it's not a topic. 
It's that when Kareem Hunt is a video comes out about a, a Super Bowl contender that's kicked a woman and pushed her against a wall and might be on the commissioner's exempt list, and this dude's a pro bowler from his rookie season in his second year playing for one of the most fun teams to watch that we've ever seen in the NFL with this offense, that's going to be the trump card as opposed to a five-win Titans team against a three-win Jets team that's absolutely atrocious. Alicia in Nashville joins us next here on the Big Six. Alicia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. What do you have for me? Well, you know, and I, I guess this is a different take on it. I don't know. No one has said this at all, but, you know, I'm a female. I love football. I wouldn't know this guy if he walked across the street. So understand that. I love football. I track things, but individual players I don't really pay much attention to. But what strikes me about this, that being said, is, you know what, the difference between 19 and 21 is tomatoes and tomatoes, first of all. You know what I'm saying? You can't just say because somebody's 21, they're different than a 19-year-old, because they really aren't most of the time if we look at our own children and our own lives. But more importantly, I think the real question is, is was this a horrible thing? Absolutely, I haven't seen the video. I've just been driving and listening. But the real question, I think, is, you know, how did he get here? And I think no one's looking at that. You ruin a life for a bad decision, okay? Now, the question is, now, why, why are people violent toward other people, male or female? You know, for the local pandemic comes, should you put you in a woman? Of course not. I only have, I only have brothers, and my father was very clear, you don't touch a woman, okay? But my brother was very clear. Uh, did he see his mother beaten on a regular basis? We don't know. Does he have anger management issues? He absolutely does. You know, um, is he bipolar? Does he lose it? Were they drunk? They were drunk. In the morning. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if I'm drunk and I've seen this and I have anger management issues, I'm not really baffled by how he got there, you see. But there's there are treatments for that. And the real question then becomes, do you ruin the life of basically a kid. I get that he gets paid millions of dollars. You see what I'm saying? But you can ruin the life of, of, a, of a kid, because he's basically still a kid. You can say he's not if you want to, uh, but he's, he basically is. Kids are still in their home at 25 now. You know what I'm saying? So I think the real issue becomes is how they respond to it. Should, should he be required to have the money, but should he be required to have evaluation? Should he be a fan? Should he be suspended? But should his whole career be ended? And should he not be able to make a living because of this? I guarantee you, everywhere we work, there's somebody in there who puts their hands on a woman. They shouldn't, and they come to work every day. And I and I and that's my problem with you know how far do you go for those things? That's different than what's on the captain on the field. Yeah, and I'm not saying there should not be any repercussions. No, I, and I agree with you, and I appreciate your your take, or I agree with what you were saying there at the end. He does need to be punished for this in some way because he has not been. One of the things that I thought was kind of stunning in the wake of the video is that the video was there originally, and the police did not arrest Kareem Hunt. No charges were filed because, quote, officers say they were unable to determine if a crime had been committed, unquote. You watch that video. You tell me. It seems pretty cut and dry to me. I will say that why this is fascinating to me is because Ray Rice was unable to get back out onto the field. That video was heinous. We all remember it very well. 
and the NFL and the way that they handled it and some of the scrutiny that they came under and nobody was willing to pick up Ray Rice even after he apologized and begged for another chance. Ray Rice was towards or much closer to the end of his career and he was coming off a 600-yard season. Kareem Hunt's in his second year just entering his prime and he's a fantastic football player. I don't think there's any chance his career is over. Some people were tweeting me and saying he's done. He might be done for this season. But when your benefits outweigh your problems, you're going to find your way back out there. The whole problem with the Kaepernick thing was many people didn't believe the benefits outweighed the problems because they didn't think he was a very good quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers was kneeling, uh, he would still be on a football team somewhere. Nick in Nashville joins us. Nick, what's up? Hey, Jason. Thank you for shining a light on this. Uh, yeah, the cream hunt thing, man, I don't get it. I think we live in really interesting times. He brought up Ruben Foster. Uh, you know, what are the Redskins thinking? And he brought up Kaepernick. You know, maybe if he beat his wife, he'd have a job. I don't get the double standard. I, I don't I don't understand. We, we apply so much criticism to our athletes and sports teams, and yet, you know, society is so strange. We don't apply the same scrutiny to, say, politicians and other people. I don't get it. You know, Kaepernick kneels. He doesn't have a job. You're right. Maybe he's not that great a quarterback, but he never hurt anybody, never beat anybody. But Kareem Hunt and Ruben Foster, Jason, maybe you can explain it to me, man. I'll hang up and listen. I mean, no, I can't explain it to you because I was brought up in a household where you don't raise your voice to a woman. I don't remember ever yelling, ever raising my voice at my mother or my father, honestly. I'm not somebody that generally does that in society, period. But I go further. I don't think you lay your hand on a woman. I also don't think you need to raise your voice to a woman. If she's out of control and, and you need to be heard, I guess maybe there are instances. I've never been in a, in a situation where that was necessary. All I know is this video is an, an awful look. The Ray Rice video was an awful look, and he was near the end of his career and never played again. And Joe Mixon, that was a really, really bad look. But he was just starting his NFL career. Hadn't even gotten there yet. And the Bengals picked him because they knew what he was capable of doing. This story is fluid. We'll know more about it next week. I'm sure the shows will will touch on it a lot more. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. We got Fox Sports Radio next. Remember, Titans Jets coming up Sunday. Good night.